0: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into your Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. We have plenty to cover ahead on today's show. BYU football dealing with an interesting dynamic when it comes to their roster building. We'll get into that ahead on today's show. We'll also talk BYU running backs in particular, Tyler Algier and his future in the NFL with Harvey Unga, And we will talk about some surprising news from the BYU baseball program. Mike Littlewood resigning his position effective immediately. What to make of that and a whole lot more ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 12th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi everybody, I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. Some of you may better know me by my on-air moniker Yock, but big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course the motto is your team every day, and as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Also available everywhere you guys can get your podcast for free. We are free and available wherever you, you get those podcasts. And we are on YouTube. If you're watching this, hey, look at the video. I moved the mic over to the other side today. I'm still trying to figure out the perfect workflow with this. So I'm going to be trying some new things as we uh, try and make the best product possible. Uh, I am working on updating the camera settings and actually getting a brand new webcam in place. And that should obviously upgrade the video settings. Uh, make me look better? Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, I thank you all the same for your support of the podcast. All right, let's talk some BYU football right off the top today. wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on with the BYU football program and their roster. Their roster during the spring season that just recently concluded on March 31st carried 132 players. Now, NCAA rules going into the fall mandate that you can only have a max of 123 players and you only have the 123 players once school begins in late August, early September. That is causing an issue for BYU because if you have 132 guys on this spring roster, well there's not seniors that are going to graduate and obviously move on. That's not going to happen. And BYU going into fall camp, training camp in August, can only carry 105 men on the roster they will be able to participate in training camp. So, you do the math, 132 minus 105, that is a significant number of guys who are likely to not be on the roster and maybe some get added back on once school begins, but I can tell this much. There is a quote-unquote purge of the BYU football program roster happening as we speak. We've seen two scholarship players in recent weeks enter the NCAA transfer portal. They, by extension, are part of this. Uh, Kevin Reynolds over at the Salt Lake Tribune did a really good piece talking with Sione Finau, one of those two players. He, along with Viliam Matausinga, uh, entering at the NCAA transfer portal, and they have decided they need to go find opportunities elsewhere. The quotes, uh, the comments that Sione Finau made to Mr. Reynolds or Kevin Reynolds indicate that he was not very happy with BYU coaches going out and recruiting "quote unquote" over him and uh, stalking the roster is. As well stocked as it was but this is nobody's fault let me be very clear about this BYU has been doing the best they can to put the best talent on the roster they possibly can COVID messed everything up BYU is not the first nor the last program who will have to deal with this overstuffing of a roster some of you are probably saying well Jake the COVID rules probably are still in effect and guys are going to be able to use those COVID years to get uh, eligibility and not count towards scholarship limits based on what I understand those actually are done and they're moving away from that now. Essentially, the NCAA is going to make these programs have to go out and tell multiple guys, if you do the math for BYU, it's not pretty. There's 27 guys, roughly, or so ahead of training camp who will have to go. I believe most of those will be walk-ons for the BYU football program, but I also do expect some more scholarship players to decide in the relatively near future. And They have, obviously, until July 1 if they still want to be eligible to a new school to enter the NCAA transfer portal and explore their options elsewhere. Do I think this is going to affect BYU dramatically? I think in certain circumstances, it may. If a guy that BYU really liked on the roster feels like he is being uh, overlooked and underappreciated and he decides to enter, enter the transfer portal, that could hurt BYU, but of the 27 guys or so that BYU will have to cut down ahead of training camp in August, there will be a number of guys who were going to have hard conversations with their position coaches the vast majority of those it being walk-ons in my opinion. I could see a number of guys who were on that roster in the spring season, and by the way, it was the biggest roster. I have covered BYU football professionally for over a decade now. It is the biggest roster I have ever seen at any program 132 guys. It's spread across three pr- pages. BYU usually has two page roster front and back and it went it spread over to three pages that were how many guys that was how many guys were on this roster and I I look at this and it's not going to be a fun conversation for a number of these players who the position coach is going to have to say son, here is where the situation stands, here's where you stand with the program if you'd like to stick with the program you are welcome to stick with it, but the problem is going to be going to training camp you will not be on the roster, you will not be able to participate in fall camp in August if you want to rejoin the team uh, beginning when the school year begins in early September, late August that period, you guys know when BYU starts right around Labor Day, then at that point we can revisit this conversation and see if we can get you in. The other issue is BYU's got a number of walk-ons and players that are coming into the program this summer who are expecting to have a roster slot as well. So this is not just cutting down 27 guys and then calling it good. It's going to affect more guys than that. It's not going to be a fun period for the BYU football program. If I have misread how the COVID rules go to, go into effect, well, that would help scholarships, uh, scholarship players remain at BYU you wouldn't have to cut guys or move guys along that are on scholarship if that's the case BYU will have a few more bodies scholarship wise beyond the 85 scholarship limit which the NCAA has implemented but man there is no doubt about this. There are going to be a number of guys who we have talked about on this podcast. You've probably looked at on the roster and said, Ooh, I, really remember, I remember that guy playing in the high school ranks. He's a guy I look forward to seeing play on Saturdays, potentially, if he can live up to his potential. Maybe he can beat out a guy and be the next great walk-on, the next Dax Milne, and become the next star player for BYU. The simple fact of the matter is, there's going to be a number of guys who their opportunity at BYU is going to be over. And it's, it's a tough, tough business. This happens at every level of football. The NFL, it's even more cutthroat than this. The NFL, they start the offseason with 90 players on their roster. I think it's 90 now. It might be a few more than that. But they have to cut it down to 53. They nearly have to have half the rosters that they have currently with them. And some of these spring leagues, we're seeing the USL, USFL is going to start action this weekend. We'll talk more about uh, some of the players. There are two BYU players that are expected to play in that league. Excuse me, three former Cougars expected to play in that league. Uh, the USFL over the next eight or so weeks of that spring season will be playing out. And we'll talk about that later in the week. But these opportunities, it's cutthroat. You have to rise to the top. And if a guy like Sony Finau feels like he was recruited over, the simple fact of the matter is it happens at every position, at every program, at every level of college football. Coaches' jobs are to go and find the best talent available to them and And if it means that you have to take a guy and he beats out the other guy or this player that was a good player in the case of Sioni Fee. Now, a guy who on this podcast, if you're a long-term listener, you remember back in 2019, I thought he was going to be a big part of BYU's offense before tearing his ACL. That injury allowed guys like Tyler Algier to firmly establish themselves atop the depth chart at running back. And yeah, he got recruited over. It it, it happens. And if he feels like it's sour grapes, so be it. But it's just the harsh reality of football at this level. Harvey Unga, who we're going to talk with here in a moment about Tyler Algier, he has a job to make sure he finds the best running backs available to him, gets them in the best position to succeed, and obviously the biggest thing is for BYU to win football games. And if it costs BYU guys... It it hurts because Sione now. I've gotten to know his family a little bit, some of his older siblings, etc. They're great people. But I hope, I sincerely hope a guy like Sione now gets to go out and have a great opportunity to play elsewhere. He said in the article with Kevin Reynolds that he's hoping to land with a Mountain West Conference school or a Big Sky school just to continue his playing career. And I think that would be a great landing spot for him, and I wish him nothing but the best. But this is going to be a very... Very tough spring slash summer ahead for BYU with a number of guys who are on that roster may have been on there for multiple seasons in a row. Suddenly their name is not going to be on that roster anymore, and they're going to be looking for a new place to play, or just like that, their playing days are over. It's just something that it hurts to talk about because you never want to talk about guys' careers ending and their opportunities to play the game that they have played since they were a little one end, but. At some point, it ends for all of us. Mine ended at high school. I, I never pla- played past the high school level. I had aspirations of potentially playing in college, but it was very evident to me uh, that I was not going to play at the college level. Let's just be very clear about that. So it happens at different points. The the sad reality is very few players get to call the, the call their career or end their career on their terms. The lucky few who get that, hey, more power to them. For the most of us, it's somebody telling us, hey, you're done. It's time to hand in your helmet, your playbook, and it's time to move on with life and Man, just the numbers game for BYU right now. We've talked about this—the scholarship crunch that BYU was under. Well, just add the COVID issues, and now having to balance a hundred and five-man roster with what was hundred and thirty-two guys on a spring roster. I don't envy Kalani Sitake and his team. It's just gonna be a tough, tough deal uh, to track some of these names. And any names that continue to pop up, of course, we'll continue to update you guys as we get closer and closer to training camp, starting later this summer. All right, coming up here in just a moment, as promised, going to catch up with Harvey Unga, BYU. running backs coach. It's part two of a conversation. We enjoyed part one of it talking more about the running back position in spring ball as a whole uh, last week coming up next we'll talk with Harvey Unga about Tyler Algier and his professional prospects a guy that played in the NFL speaking of Harvey he is watching one of the guys he has coached from his early days at BYU into being what appears to be a mid-round draft pick we'll catch up with coach Unga here momentarily. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information needs, guys. The NBA playoffs are on their way. Major League Baseball is in the early stages of its season. No matter what your interest is, they probably actually got, if you want to watch the USFL this weekend, they probably got betting odds on the USFL. They've got everything under the sports world umbrella covered for you guys. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season, all online right now at betonline.net. It is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, to esports and more you can do futures odds on BYU football this fall no matter what you want to do they've got it available to you now head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now it's all courtesy of your friends at Online, where the game starts Time now to talk a little more with Harvey Unga about BYU football and the running back position for the Cougars, and in particular, Tyler Algier, a guy who I am very excited to see where he lands in the NFL. It's becoming clearer and clearer that he is going to be a day three, early day three pick. And what that means is he's probably going to go somewhere in the fourth or fifth round, which in the NFL draft, they do the first round on Thursday night. The second and third rounds come on Friday night. And then the balance of the draft rounds four through seven come on Saturday. Events will be taking place in Las Vegas later on uh, this uh, month, and it's actually the end of this month. I think it's twenty eighth through the thirtieth. And a quick reminder: today is that uh, starting Thursday, April twenty eighth. Tune into Locked On NFL Drafts live coverage of the twenty twenty two NFL Draft. With all three days of real time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. Yours truly is going to be part of this. It's actually been kind of fun for that. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take in the lead up to that, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL's Mock Draft Special, which is hosted by Brian Peacock and former out matt williamson a peacock and the williamson nfl show here on the lockdown podcast network that'll be taking place all week leading up to the first pick on april 28th it's free and available wherever you get your podcast so stay tuned for all of that but without further ado let's catch up with harvey unga a great conversation that i enjoyed with him at the end of spring ball so the final day of spring ball this is on march 31st talking about tyler algier and his nfl prospects here's coach unga we're expecting here in the relatively near future. At the end of the month, he's going to hear his name called in the NFL draft. How cool would that be for you as a coach? Oh, that's awesome. I, I mean,
1: just just the relationship that I have with Ty and his family and stuff. Like, it's – for me, I'm, I'm just so happy and excited for him, you know, to, to – to do what he's done, to come from where he's came from and to see where he's going but but to you know, live a dream that he's had, you know, since he was young. Um, but like I said, knowing the the backstory and what it took for him to achieve it, like, man, I I'm not gonna lie, that's that's something I, I don't. I'll never forget, and it's something that I, you know, I hold dear to my heart. Not not just because of the football aspect of it, but because of who Tyler is, the person that he's become, and, and you know, all the things that he's done for the team, for the you know his teammates, the program, um, and you know his family. Um, but also the, the fact that he trusted me to you know help him. You know, Become what he's become, and, and coach him up and stuff. Like it's, it's humbling and it's a blessing for me. Cause I, to me, I'm just like I'm happy to be here and coach these guys. So to to have something like that on top of it, man, it's that's, for me, it's like a dream come true. I'm, I'm, I see these guys as like my brothers, and you know, I, I, whenever they are going through their ups, I feel like I'm with the ups, and when they're through their downs, I'm, I'm there with them through the downs. And so um, for me, I, you know, that'll be one of the probably one of the highest moments for me just to see something like that happen
0: um, for he and his family. You've lived the NFL dream, albeit in a different format. You went to the supplemental yeah. draft, but what has been the biggest thing you've kind of told him about what to expect as he moves to the next level?
1: Um, the, I think the biggest transition I told him was – one to to do everything that he can, um, special teams wise, running back, you know, whatever it is. Like, be versatile. Do do whatever you know, whatever you know you can do within your means, and and be um, be that guy that you know. Coach says, "Oh, Tyler can do this. Tyler can do that." Because the more you can do, Thank the you. better chance you have, you know, of, of sticking around. And, and I mean, you see a guy like Taysom. Yeah, sure. Can do all these different things, and. and I think it's, it's huge in the NFL when you got a guy like that that can do multiple things, and um, for him, he's that guy. We've seen him play linebacker. We've seen him play running back. He's seen I mean, he dominated on special teams, Correct. so I'm like, look, kid, like, let him know. Like, you can do all of it, and you can do it at a super high level um, and, and, and have fun because it's man I'm not gonna lie after college it's a business yeah. and it's, it's it's a job it's work and the for some I think for a lot actually the the fun that you have in college isn't quite the same at, at the next level but I told him find find that fun find that you know why you're playing this game and on those tough days when you know you're on you're grinding it out and you know you, you are sitting there thinking like, geez, what is going on? Like, find that find that you know reason why and and, and the fun that you remember this game to be because there's there's days like that. that's a long season.
0: So you you know the history of BYU quarterbacks have been all the rage, but recently they <laughs> all been sending r- running backs to the league. We're, we're Jamal getting, yeah. Tyson now Tyler, do you expect this to continue? I heck yeah, oh, heck
1: yeah, that's. <laughs> shoot that's that's the goal man i I'm, I'm hoping and praying that I can keep you know on that trend and, and just see these guys you know excel and then live their dreams up, you know try, try to make it to that next level and and, and keep doing what they do because that's know, that's why we get into this you know not just to get guys to the NFL obviously but to to see these guys fulfill their dreams and and you know live up to their aspirations and goals that they have and, and you know after Tyler like there's always going to be somebody else you know there's another guy that's ready and hungry and and you know has that dream and that that goal to make it to the next level and I'm shoot I feel responsible to get him there I'm like that's that's my job I'm I'm here like I want these boys to know like well one
0: way or another we'll, we'll get there we'll figure it out you're part of the run itself so yeah I get that yeah it's yeah. There you go. Harvey Unga, BYU running backs coach, and a really good conversation. I enjoyed catching up with Harvey. Some great thoughts last week on the podcast. You didn't have a chance to hear him talk about the running backs out of spring ball themselves. It sure seems like Chris Brooks is the lead guy for BYU to replace Tyler Algier, but some good news for Algier came out earlier on. Uh, to be, so today I'm recording this on Monday, so it came out Monday morning. Jordan Reed, who's an NFL draft analyst for ESPN, he's got Algier going in the fourth round to the Denver Broncos. That would be an interesting pickup. He wouldn't be playing too far from home. A lot of BYU fans living in the state of Utah who grew up uh, Denver Broncos fans. They almost called them the Donkeys. I was nice, folks. I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. I usually like to call them the Donkeys and have some fun with that, but I think there are a number of BYU fans who would be very pleased with that. Also, in that uh, in that draft, there was a seven-round mock draft that Jordan Reed did, which, man, I, I got respect for guys who can go through 262 picks and project what every NFL team is going to make at every pick, but nonetheless, he also has a surprise in the seventh round uh, having James Empey, Empey, excuse me, former BYU offensive lineman taken by the Miami Dolphins in the seventh round of that same mock draft so maybe we got two Cougars going in the draft this year. I've still got my doubts that James, James Empey actually gets drafted. I think a lot of NFL teams are probably going to say we're not going to take him with a draft pick because of his injury history but I am of the opinion if James can get back to the health and the status he had earlier on in his BYU career, he can be a starting caliber lineman for an NFL team, whether that's as a preferred, uh, not a preferred walk on a priority free agent for an NFL team, he's going to get his chance. And I hope he makes good on it because James is a starting caliber center in the NFL. If he's right, that's the biggest thing is he's had a number of lower leg injuries the past two years at BYU. I would classify them as freak injuries but when they happen in back-to-back seasons NFL teams are going to be very wary of the injury history especially considering a guy like James Empey's age the nice part of for a guy like Tyler Algier. He did not go on an LDS mission. He's not a member of the faith, but uh, very much a guy who was a great representative of BYU and all it stands for during his time as a Cougar. Well, the age issue is not a problem with Tyler Algier. He's 21 years old at this point, so he's got age on his side and be a fourth round pick, that is very good money. That's a great opportunity. You are fully expected to be part of the mix for whatever team takes you if you're taken in those middle rounds. They expect you to be a roster player, a part of that 53-man roster. This is not you being taken in the 7th round like a James Empey and potentially being slotted on the practice squad as a rookie, that's not going to happen. So some good things on the horizon it feels like for Tyler Algier and in this case James Empey. Uh, Still efforting to see if we can get some of those guys on the podcast in the lead up to the draft, but we'll continue to work on that. And If it comes to fruition, it comes to fruition. If not, we'll try and uh, track them down once they get into the NFL. But I'm so excited to be covering all this. I'm hoping to make it down to Las Vegas to go down and watch the draft in person. I'm an NFL draft junkie. It's something I enjoyed watching growing up. It's a very nerdy thing. I get that. It's kind of the inside baseball type stuff, but I've always wanted to be at the NFL draft in person. I am hoping to make that happen later this month and experience it for the first time. Las Vegas is a relatively easy drive. I'd love nothing more than to experience it. And if I have an opportunity to get down there and talk with a guy like Tyler Algier and or James Empey during the festivities, that'd be the cherry on top. All right, coming up here in a moment though, we need to talk about some surprising news that dropped Monday afternoon. That of Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach, resigning his position effective immediately. What to make of that? We'll get into it here momentarily. First, today's show Is brought to you in part by our friends at InterCap Lending. See that nice little graphic I created right there? Yeah, I'm a professional. Let's talk about our friends at InterCap Lending. There is no lender that helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at InterCap. Simply put, InterCap Lending gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. Excuse me. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. We have all seen that their interest rates are going up, but there's still an opportunity now if you're trying to buy your first home, you're trying to refinance, cash out, whatever you want to do, InterCAP wants to help you guys out. The best part is they have helped hundreds of Locked On listeners to this point, including David Lock, the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network. You may know him as the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Let's be real. If InterCAP can keep David on track throughout that entire process, they can help anybody and that is what Steve Carter, who's our personal loan officer at InterCAP Lending for the Locked On Cougars Podcast, is here to help you guys out with. Uh, Steve is absolutely incredible. He'd love nothing more than to help you you guys out with whatever you're looking to do with regards to the mortgage business. Like I said, whether it's a refinance, a new purchase, you want to cash out, take advantage of some of the equity you've probably accumulated over the last couple of years. Take advantage of the opportunity given to you. Now, you can just give Steve a call. His direct line, this is a direct number to him, is 385-800-8528. If you'd like to email him, you also can email him. Uh, the email address for him is Carter at intercaplending.com. You ask actually asked me to mention that. Man, mention that to you guys. You also can email him. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. He's happy to answer any and all questions you guys might have. If you want more information about who Intercap Lending is, you can go to intercaplending.com. What I can tell you about Intercap Lending, this is not a fly-by-night organization. They have 44 years of experience behind them. They have been around since 1978, and Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered in Utah, but licensed help all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states nationwide, so give them a chance. Steve's number, once again, 385-800-8528. Make sure to mention Locked On Cougar sent you, and you'll get a corporate discount. It's the only way you can do that. If you'd like to email me, I can get you in touch with Steve as well. Locked on byu at gmail.com. We'd be happy to connect you and get you on your way to hopefully having success in the housing market and with your mortgage with our friends at Intercap Lending. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190 5 InterCap Lending is an equal housing lender. All right, let's talk a little bit about some surprising news that came early on Monday afternoon, and that is the uh, BYU baseball coach, Mike Littlewood, has resigned his position effective immediately for, quote, personal reasons. Littlewood has been the head coach of BYU for a decade. Uh, You probably heard him last month, actually two months ago now, it was in early February. We had him on the show to preview the season ahead. This is a very, very surprising, very surprising move to me personally, because Mike Littlewood Wood was the salt of the earth. He's been around for a decade leading the BYU baseball program. They went 262 and 208 overall. He was 132 and 93 in West Coast Conference action. He guided the Cougars to regular season conference titles in 2016, 2017, and 2019, and was also named WCC Coach of the Year for his efforts in that latter season in 2019. Also in 2017, he led BYU to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2002 after they won the West Coast Conference uh, tournament. Current associate head coach. Trent Pratt is going to assume the role of interim head coach effective immediately for the remainder of the season. Pratt has been with uh, Mike Littlewood since they came over from Dixie State back in 2012. He was elevated to associate head coach in 2017. The balance of the baseball staff will continue in their concurrent roles, but this is a very, very surprising development. I, I, like I said, I, I'm as stunned as anybody that Mike Littlewood stepping down from, from his position. I had no inkling when we were talking in February that he would be stepping down at this point, but the the biggest thing I want to pass along to Coach Littlewood and anybody connected to him is my thoughts, prayers, and best wishes go out to him, no matter what the situation is. I'm not going to even begin to speculate. When you say personal reasons, it leaves a whole litany of things underneath that label that people will try to postulate and talk about, but I am not here to do that. I am here to send good vibes to Coach Littlewood and his family and wish nothing but the best for him moving forward, no matter what that is going to be for him. And Like I said, I have got the utmost respect for him. I think he did a really really good job in his time at BYU and they're off to a pretty good start this this year and they're headed to Nebraska this weekend facing the Nebraska Cornhuskers in a four game series out there in Lincoln. Uh, I just wonder how much this is going to rock the boat for the BYU baseball program. I hope it doesn't rock it that much and BYU can have a good weekend ahead for uh, the Cougars Uh, on some positive news uh, for BYU baseball. BYU infielder Ozzie Pratt and right handed pitcher Bryce Robeson swept the West Coast Conference Baseball Player of the Week and Pitcher of the Week honors for the performances last week as BYU swept Santa Clara. Uh, Pratt, who's a freshman from Oxford, Mississippi, was dominant at the plate, collecting 10 hits at 16 at-bats for an average of 60, 625 for the weekend. Uh, the second baseman had at least two hits in all four games last week. He had eight singles, a double, a triple, scored twice and drove in two runs while also hitting second in the lineup. Very cool to see that. Congratulations to him. And then Robeson, a sophomore from Las Vegas, appeared in two games for the Cougars last week. Again, Stixey State he faced seven batters over two scoreless innings. And then in Game 2 against Santa Clara, he came out of the bullpen to pitch five complete innings and close out the game. He faced 19 Broncos, allowing just four hits while striking out seven in that 10-0 win. So congratulations to both Bryce Robeson and Ozzie Pratt. is their first awards of the season, respectively. And then across the way there at the Miller uh, Baseball and Softball Complex, BYU senior, Autumn Moffat Korth, was the fourth pitcher of the week honoree for BYU. Softball that was announced earlier this week is her second honor of the season. She complete she pitched two complete games against Loyola Marymount and won one and one over the weekend. She earned a four 0 win against the Lions on Friday, striking out five players in that one. And then she took the loss in a one 0 loss the next day on Saturday. The only scored by Ellen, only run scored by LMU was an unearned run. So a tough way to go out. She has a running total of 445 career strikeouts, which is fifth most all time in BYU history. Uh, she would need 60 more to break the record. Tory. Allman set for fourth most from 2011 to 2014. Like I mentioned, this is Moffitt Course second honor of the year and the fourth time, as I mentioned, a pitcher from BYU has earned the weekly award. It's BYU's sixth overall honor this season with outfitter Violet Zavodnik, pitcher Chloe Temples, who has won it twice, and then outfielder Tyler Williams, previously winning player and pitcher of the week award honors from the West Coast Conference. So there you go. Once again. Best wishes go out to Coach Littlewood. Uh, It's just a stunning, stunning move. He's been in that position for a long time, and I would imagine the BYU will be looking nationwide for their next head coach, and who knows what the future holds for BYU baseball. But Coach Pratt and the rest of the guys down there, Brent Herring, et cetera, Tuckett Slade, they have been in that program for a long time. I don't expect much of anything to change in terms of drastic changes for BYU baseball, but still just a surprising move all the way around with Mike Littlewood stepping down from his position but that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Cougars a huge thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day tomorrow on the podcast uh, I have been meaning to get to a listener mailbag I actually meant to get to a couple of questions today uh, we had a listener Mike email us with a great question about BYU basketball if you guys have questions I want to get, to get back to doing mailbag segments as we are now in the off-season period for both BYU baseball and BYU football if you have questions please reach out via social media Facebook, Instagram or Twitter search us out Locked on Cougars. Also even in the mentions of the YouTube channel, you can do that as well. Please subscribe. Also hit that uh, bell button, the enable notifications button. So that way when a new episode drops, you'll be able to have it right away. And also you can email us at any time. Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address. Or reach out to me on Twitter at my personal Twitter handle, Jacob C Hatch. You can find me there. But we'll get to more of those. And we also need to talk about an interesting piece uh, out there on the internet. Somebody out there thinks BYU is gonna go eleven and one this fall in football. Is that a reality? Could that actually happen? We'll dig into that on tomorrow's podcast. In the meantime, I want to encourage you guys to get over and check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It is a fantastic resource. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker are bringing the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on all the college football prospects and how NFL front offices are looking at the draft. How do uh, signings and trades affect the draft order? They get into all of that every single day on the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast that is going to do it for this edition of locked on cougars hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there and hope you guys have a great rest of your day whenever you see and or hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for april 12 2022 and we will catch you guys manana